Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. Welcome back. Hi. It's a fun day. So fun. We are entering... Summer? Well, it's still May, technically. For a couple more days? Yeah, one day today. <sighs> anyway, we're getting there and we are Bring ready. Bring it on. So ready. Warm sunshine is here today. I'm ready to... It yes, feels lovely. It's warm. I'm going to sit by the pool next week. Oh, that's divine. Mm-hmm. You can join I don't, me. I don't get that luxury, but I could sit by the lawn <laughs> and read. Well, you, I'm going to the pool down the street. Come join me at the pool down the street. I can do that. I don't, I don't have my own pool, but yeah. But you I am are going, going on, on vacation. vacation. Yes. That's what I was thinking. Oh, okay. But yes, I will be sitting next to the pool on vacation hopefully yeah at least um, for a minute for yeah for a little bit um or playing with my niece and nephew in the pool we'll see if i get to just lounge or not um that'll be fun but then when i get home awesome. it's pool time so i love it it's, it's coming well do you have a fun fact for us today jamie i do our author erica bauermeister the author of no two persons our book for this month um I have off of her website just her the author page and it says meet Erica a friend suggested once that every author writes the same book over and over what is your book she asked I thought about it but the answer was simple I write about the things we don't pay attention to our sense of smell the food we cook the house we live in the way our filters affect our perceptions of the world I write about those quiet spaces between words and all that goes on in them but most of all, I write about compassion because that is what teaches us to see everything else. I love it. I really like it. And I'll go on a little bit about her and her um, her history and, and how she got to where she is now next week. But just a little bit to start about. I love the thought of the spaces between words. Ooh. So much goes on that's actually not really said. It's not, I agree. It's right in between what is said kind of have to be listening for it real yeah so i love that idea so i am excited yeah to learn I'm more really about her excited. and to read this book awesome thank you yeah. yes of course and today we're doing a what's on your shelf yeah let's talk i, I have such a stack of books to talk about for what's on your shelf Mm-hmm. that I almost, it's like, whoa, Which I read these a long time ago. about? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I'm ready to talk books and recommendations. Um, I had people over for dinner the other yes. night, and we have a big table in our library, and so that when guests come over, that's where we eat. Um, and they are like, okay, so who reads, who's the big reader? And Yeah. Because we have a, it's Love. the it's whole gorgeous. room yes, is bookshelves and they are filled with books and I said well me and I think kind of we all are my kids are big readers I'm a big reader and um the one friend said okay but here's the question do you ever reread books mm. Mm, I don't and he's like so that's what I I'm wondering you have all these books but you don't I don't reread books I said no I don't and he's like so just explain to me the point which was such a good question yeah because i mean those aren't the exact words but that's where it went but it's there i love the look of books oh who doesn't want to be surrounded surrounded by, by books, books. But, but i said to him 
you come over and tell me the last three books you read and I'm going to pull a book off that shelf and I'm going to let you borrow it. And you can borrow it and never bring it back and I won't even care. I just want to give out book recommendations. Yeah, that's true. And I want you to love a book and I want the challenge of picking a book that you'll love. Totally, totally. So, so in other words, what's on your shelf, Sarah? What's on your shelf? Give oh, it I to us. I love that so much. Okay, let me tell you. Um, I've read quite a bit as well. I love this year of reading. I know. It's been awesome this year, actually. So the first one I wanted to talk about is called In the Wild Light by Jeff Zent- Zentner. Okay. Okay. Did you catch that? Uh-huh. It's a little Zentner. tricky because there's two ends. Two ends in there. Okay. Um, this book came out in 2021. It has a four and a half star rating on Goodreads. Ooh. Only okay. has like about 7,000 reviews. So it, I just don't think it's very well known. Okay. Um, it was recommended by a friend of mine on Goodreads. Interesting that was. And she gave this wild review. Loved it. And so I'm like, oh, I better check it out. And so that's how I found it. This is a story of uh, best friends, a girl Mm -hmm. and a boy, best friends. They live in a very small town in um, Appalachia. I know there's a right way to say it. Appalachia. 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 There's a right and a wrong way. I'm sure I'm saying it the wrong way. Um and anyway that's where they grew up in this small town where you know the boy lost his mother to an Mm -hmm. opioid overdose Mm -hmm. the daughter or the girl had mother is totally addicted she's had lots of boyfriends they've been they never they run out of money the girl makes money the mom takes the money like they they have nothing it's just lots and lots story of of the region yeah horrible stuff yeah just awful we find them at the beginning of the story um they're in high school and they have just well she is very smart this the girl best friend um i'm trying to delaney is mm-hmm. her name she she just discovered this special mold in a cave that is in their area and they had to like canoe into it and kind of like go into this cave and find it and take out a sample like it, mold mold that grows mm, from dampness like mold, the bacteria mold, mold. okay yes and it is very unique in that it has healing properties wow and it can be used like an antibiotic okay okay i'm like it's amazing Uh uh-huh um it is so great a discovery that it's getting national attention and she's offered a place at an amazing school that you go and you stay there for high school you live there boarding school um but she won't go without her friend and so she kind of gives him half credit he doesn't want to go it's it's a great little yeah story and he has to deal with a lot of feelings of like i don't you know i don't deserve this mm-hmm. um anyway they go to this school and it's their experience with all of these kids who are a lot of money mm-hmm. um and here they are who have nothing right. and just like experiencing the world they've been very cocooned in their little community right. of heartache really right and now there's this whole big world and like how is that of how are they gonna fit there yeah bounty and what does that mean for them and as friends and it's it was so good i loved it so much it sounds really good i it love that really, idea really good you know um the lessons they can learn from each is, other yeah the cash is the 
friend who's a boy that's his name he like is raised by his grandparents he has just Uh this love for them and he doesn't want to leave them so you know the separation of the people who you love um but for maybe something that's good right but it's not easy so there's just a lot of facets there it was really well done just telling this story it's called in the wild light by jeff zentner sounds fantastic that's great Okay, my first one today is Tiny Beautiful Things by Cheryl Strayed. Um, so this is coming out as a series or has come out? I Have feel you? like I've seen the title. I've been seeing it on Netflix, I believe. Um, and I think that's why it, it's it been everywhere. This It came out November of 2022, so last year. And, um, and Cheryl Strayed is the author of Wild. If you remember the book Wild where she... Yep. Hiked the whole trail. Yep, yep, I do. Beautiful writing, fantastic author, um, and uh, and she continues on with that in this book. So is it a continuation no. from Wild or just like just more a continue, good stories? Really good storytelling, okay. beautiful okay. writing. Wow, look, 96,000 rating. Like a lot of people have read this book. Yeah, it, so it's advice from Dear Sugar is what you know, the subtitle is. So Dear Sugar is... Uh, like a, it's a column. It's a pseudonym for a. She writes on columns like a self-help. Like you write in, kind of you write in with questions or problems, and then she responds. Okay. And so she worked for um, a production. Let's see, the Rumpus, and then she had a podcast of Dear Sugars. I didn't know any of this before, but she took a collection of some of the best stories and her responses to them and put them together into this novel, into this book. Okay. So it is like Dear Abby, in other words. Right. Um, It's so amazing how she takes somebody's problem that she doesn't even know and she weaves in her life experiences and lessons she's learned in such a beautiful way and some of the answers are hard would be hard to hear if I had written it in and she'd be like hey guess what no you're in the wrong you know or you need to not do that anymore you know but she says it in such a beautiful way that I don't think you could take offense to her she uses humor she uses personal stories she logistics and her and then you kind of find out a little bit about her life she's had a rough rough life herself and has been in some really dire situations and so she uses all of that to help these readers of hers it's so well done so beautiful that's awesome with that said i felt like it was a little long okay but when i say that i couldn't tell you which questions or problems to remove because they were all so good oh it's not like any of them weren't good it's just a lot so my recommendation is maybe read a couple or listen to a couple however you do a day and then have another book on the side don't i my opinion is don't finish it all as one book yeah it's just it's maybe perfect in the newspaper or in the magazine yes so read a couple questions and answer question answer and then you know something else onto something else and then maybe the next day pick up another one or two or this would be a great like coffee table book Ah. to just pick up and read some and then put it back down that it would be amazing that way 
Yeah. Um, Because I really did enjoy it. But I did find myself being like, another, here we go, another. You know? Right. There are, she adds, it's a lot of people questioning and yeah. So Hmm. that's my only, that's my only complaint about it. I felt like it was a little long, but I did read it all together. And we'll listen to it all together. And so that's how I would, if I were to redo it. Yeah. So take that into account. Um, I gave it four stars. Again, she is a great writer. So Tiny Beautiful Things by Cheryl Strayed. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Um, The next one I'm going to talk about is The Housekeeper and The Professor. Okay, so this book has been around for a while. It's like written in 2009. Okay. Um, This is the story. It's actually, I think, a Japanese story Uh that has been translated for us here in America. Okay. Um, It's by Yoko Ogawa. Good job. I hope so. (laughs) I I hope so. Um, It's the story of a man who forgets like loses his memory mm-hmm. every oh how it's very it's a the refresh is like every eight hours or something i can't remember oh no no 80 minutes he has 80 minutes of memory so every 80 minutes it resets it resets from he had a car accident Okay. That stops. So anything before the car accident is long-term memory. Okay. It's a short-term it's memory. It's short-term, so current. Yes. So, you know, what's the movie with Adam Sandler? 51st Dates. Yes. Where she forgets, like, much a quicker. Day. Yeah. She, right? You know, no, you're she right. She has a full day. day whenever she resets. His is literally what? 80 minutes. So he, in order to remember, wow. has a coat, and he pins papers all over his coat. Aww. So the first thing he sees, oh, it's right there. Oh, oh yeah, I have short-term memory loss. Oh, yeah. I love this idea. Okay. Okay. So he I mean, lives how frustrating. In but... his sister-in-law's, like, carriage house, uh-huh. like, in a backyard. Um, and she has cared for him for a lot of years. Her husband died a long time ago. And ever since he was in this, her brother-in-law was in an accident, she has, like, cared for him. She got him a nurse um, and pays for the nurse, and he lives in the backyard. She doesn't care for him. She doesn't want anything... She doesn't want to be associated with his care at all. Mm-hmm. But she hires a housekeeper. So there is a service that sends people that she pays for. And they they chose this. They had a hard time keeping someone with him. And this woman gets to go. And she starts caring for him. And they fall into a routine. And she enjoys caring for him. Just okay. really finds him fascinating. He is very smart. He is like a math professor. Math whiz. He solves problems. He'll, in those 80 minutes, you know, that he has his mind, he will sit and solve these, like, competitions. Like, they'll give math problems, and you can solve it for money. And he'll Mm, solve them. And he can do that. He's so smart. um, Finds out she has a son, and is like, you can't leave your son alone after school. He should be with you. So you bring him here. And then he writes a note, and he pins it to his shirt. Oh, my gosh. This, you know, this is the housekeeper. And the housekeeper is described. She has brown hair. Oh, your housekeeper has brown hair and she, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that when he sees, okay, I see you're my housekeeper. It's crazy. That, can you imagine living like that? The yeah. frustration. And it's the story of this professor, his 
housekeeper and her son and he becomes good friends with the son he does homework with the son they form a relationship anyway obviously things occur yeah um they find out maybe the sister-in-law is paying more attention than she acted like she was anyway i'm not gonna spoil anything but it was really fun it's really a a sweet big-hearted book one where it's like you know you can find a friend in somewhere you wouldn't expect, right? Right, right. Um, and I, it's tender. It's very tender. You feel for this man and the struggle that he has to live with. You're grateful for this woman who's helping take care of him, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, mystery. What's going on with that sister-in-law? It was fun. Um, I gave it four stars. And this is like, I, I felt like I was the last person to read it, but. I hadn't heard of it. So that's. Hmm. I'm curious. That makes me, I'm like, how does everybody else feel about this book? I thought it was really well done. And it made me curious, like the customs of Japan, like of the Japanese, like, you know, how does this play in? Because they go to baseball games. And I do think that the Japanese love baseball. So anyway, I thought that was just super interesting. They like talk yeah. about Japanese baseball players. It was different. That's very different. I know. That's fun. With as many books as we read, sometimes it seems like, you are reading the same story, but with different characters in a different location. Sometimes it kind totally. of gets like that. There's, yes. Um, so when you stumble across something that's so just different, different yeah. I love that. That's fun. It was. It was good. Okay. Um, my next one is I read Into the Wild by John Krakauer. Um, and I actually, I read this with, I had my kids read it as well. So we read it and discussed it. Um, John Krakauer is a great writer journalist investigator and he puts together these crazy stories that are really fun to read i've read a couple of his books but this one um for this is a story about a young man in 1992 his name is um christopher johnson mccandless but he does rename himself at some point he Mm. graduates from high school and he really looked up to john muir and other writers that Um, really talk about the land and not getting caught up in the wealth and the riches of the world but to stay true to your natural self and so he he kind of with that in mind goes off and just roams he just leaves his family super smart kid could have done could have gone to college and done anything but he just that's not the path for him so his family he often will just take care take off and his family doesn't even know where he is or what what's going on or when he'll wow. be back that's crazy so um he he does this specific there's this there's this bus that is put in this area um out in the wilderness as a place for hunters to stay when they're there because there is no protection in this area and there's a lot of hunters in this area so there is this old bus that's been abandoned out there that is for the purpose of providing shelter um for hunters it's you know they just free to use well wow. he um takes his money that he has and he donates it all to charity abandons his car takes the license plates off of it like just leaves it so that there's no tracing him and just goes off into the wild. And he's got this whole plan wow. of this place he's going to um, hike. And he ends up... so, it, And it gives you 
they don't know for sure all of you know where he was but what john krakauer does is he goes you know back by back step by step backwards to kind of replay and come up with what they possibly think happened to this kid oh so he goes on this journey he ends up in this abandoned bus and um and ultimately is found dead but it gives you what they think happened and why he was this way and um what possibly led him to this type of lifestyle and just kind of recreates a timeline which is so interesting it could be true it could not be true there could be fault in it and he you know he goes through all of that um but based on this and based on this we you know project that this is what happened here and there and you know talking about his family and his mom and dad and how they processed that their son was like this it really is a wild story and I feel bad for his parents who that would be awful you don't even know what happened why they were there what they were doing and finding all these steps of you know oh he donated this money and then oh his car's over you know just piecing together the last weeks of his life and the mission he was on and trying to understand it's really it was really good it's not it's not super long um it's 203 pages I really enjoyed it. Again, he's a great writer. So yeah, another great one. And this is older. It's been around for a really long time. It came out in 97. So this is nothing new by him, but one I hadn't read of his. And I gave it four stars. I really enjoyed it. Great. And one you read with your kids. Yeah, and one they all read. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. All right. Um, The last one I'm going to talk about today is The Lost girls of ireland by Susanna o'leary i'm a big fan of Susanna o'leary i don't know if i've read any <laughs> she's written a lot of books they're all like women's lit okay um you said it's suzanne suzanne o'leary o'leary i gotta look it up and see because i i don't know the name yeah but... she has been around for a long time Okay. <clears throat> like on her Goodreads profile, it says she's written 22 books. Um, I would have to start scrolling and looking up when the earliest book was written. Okay. I'm looking through to see if I've read any of them, but. Um, I'm just a fan. I like, I like Susanna O'Leary. She's like a good, I really like Ireland. All like so all what's the ones the I've read. Book with an accent. Absolutely, I love that. I love Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, and I, I think I'd love to visit there one day. Um, mm-hmm. this book is. Tell me the title again. Called the Lost Girls of Ireland. Okay. It is about um, a woman named Lydia, who, her husband just died like a few days before, and he had a heart attack at the airport which was shocking because why was he at the airport he was supposedly at work Mm -hmm. that day um that was surprising um then they find out as they start to go through his will and find you know he's just passed she's meeting with their um i don't know financial advisor person Mm -hmm. they find out that he they don't have any money Okay. Uh, but they've been very well to do. Like their marriage, like he's, they own multiple homes. They're within the high society of Dublin. 
Um, she is very active in the fundraising network. Like she hosts galas and all these things for to do fundraisers for charities. Um, and like they're in the society pages. Mm-hmm. This is like a whole thing. Yeah. And so this was news to her. Okay. She was unaware. Um, and then it comes out that maybe more than that, but that he was doing something illegal within his business. And they're finding oh, maybe the that secrets. money was being moved offshore. Yeah. Um, and the rest of the company executives have disappeared. So she has basically been left with nothing. A mess. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> Anything she does have needs to go to pay debtors. Um, mm-hmm. So she feels very hopeless what is she going to do but she's also like a very strong-minded woman and it's not going to take her down mm-hmm. um her financial advisor is like well you know you're lucky you still have that house that you know we always wish we had some long lost relative that gives mm-hmm. us a house on a beautiful part of the right. country that's what happened to her but that she received it years and years prior um but forgot about it like we don't need this house, just whatever. Yeah. And it's all, it's been a rental. Anyway, so she moves her daughter. She's very worried about it because it's uprooting her daughter from her school and her friends and moving her to this small town um, to start over. And really her goal is to make her way back to Dublin and rebuild her life there. Um, and so this feels like just a stepping stone that they mm-hmm. have to step back so that they can get where they want to go. And... And then she gets to know the people and her interactions with the town. And it's lovely. And then all the real, you know, coming to terms with her husband's betrayals and um, maybe now focusing on her daughter. It's It, it was lovely. It was lovely. Okay. I enjoyed it. It's, yeah. It was very much a women's liter- literature book. I, I love those. I always love to get one every once in a while I need like oh I just, just a need good a little good little cozy book yes and this would be perfect for that I gave it three stars it was it was just really wonderful just nice and relaxing <laughs> you know, even just talking about it I was like oh I want to oh, go live in that town and those people were so it. nice and yeah. yeah sometimes life gets so crazy and you just get forced to slow down and wasn't that really good and I yeah. loved it good. it was great awesome I want to mention that Susan's Suzanne's name yes. is S U S A N N E, which is why I couldn't find it when I was looking. Oh, it up. instead of Z, it's not a Z in there. So if you're Susan. looking up Suzanne O'Leary, that's a really yeah. good thing to point which out. Which I because I was like, oh, Jim, nothing's coming up, nothing's coming up. But she um, wrote twenty two. That's bucks. why I gotta learn to. <laughs> spell I wasn't it clear right. about that. Yeah. Oh well, there we go. There now you go. it's clear. Okay, last one for me. Man, this flew by fast. Yeah, lots of good books. There's a lot of good books. The last one for me is Sink, a memoir by Joseph Earl Thomas. I love a good memoir. Yeah. And especially one like this that you take every reason this kid should not have succeeded. He had everything against him. Uh, similar to the book you talked about, um, Mom is Addicted to all the things out there and she kind of comes and goes from his life he lives with i don't even think it's a relative just this maybe it's the grandpa or the friend or uncle of his mom like it's a 
weird if it's related it, it is kind of a weird connection and this guy kind of just takes in all all of her kids and has all these kids there and they're kind of cousins but not really because they're not really related the other kids that are there and it his upbringing is awful in all the awfulest ways that he doesn't realize is awful because it's normal to him what he is living and i'm just going to give like a big red flag warning on this it's awful right like kids should not think these things are normal even though this this guy this father figure has is willing to take care of him and is providing food and he works but he's also an alcoholic he doesn't have great habits himself and he's kind of mean and he throws the f word around like crazy i mean it has a lot of language and it has a lot of rough stuff in it yeah but it's his life and he is writing it from a kid perspective of his life and so he'll say these things that would shock you or me but it didn't shock him because that was just the way it is the way it is in his house you walk into the room and the most wild crazy things are going on but you just walk out because that's oh they're at it again or you can i'm not even gonna say but some awful things so but Somehow nobody ever takes him out of these kids out of this situation. This this is like the least of the worries because they're actually being fed Bad. and taken care of. Like there is an adult who takes care of them, Ooh. but it's yucky and gross. But I just wanted to share one of the stories. This kid, he just, he wants all the animals. He wants to take care of all the animals and he wants to love them and provide for them and cuddle with them it's like all the things that he needs really in his life from an adult and so he wants he just has this connection with animals so there's various animals in this in this book but one this just tells you like how untaken care of this boy is he saves up money which there's not a lot of so it takes a long time there's a pet store down the street from him and he is always visiting this pet store and has gotten, you know, multiple things. He's had multiple pets. And, and of course, nothing ever lasts forever because right. he's barely surviving. But he has always wanted this alligator that's at the pet store. So he saves up his money and walks to the pet store and buys an alligator as you do. That is insane. This kid by himself, the pet store owner sells an alligator to just this kid that is wrong who does this the alligator's snout is like taped up as he carries it's not even in a tank or a terrarium or anything he carries this alligator home that's insane once he gets home he digs a hole in the backyard and fills it up with water and puts the alligator in it and guess what the alligator does not stay nor does this pit hold the water like he thinks it's going to he's a kid He's thinking, he thought, he's thought this, he thought he thought it all through. Yeah. Like, I'll just dig a hole and I'll fill it with water and the alligator will stay in the hole. Right? Wrong. So he realizes that's not going to work. He takes the alligator in. The alligator sleeps in his room with him. Oh my gosh. But it gets to the point where he can't afford to keep the alligator because the alligator doesn't like the cheap goldfish from the store to eat it likes the expensive one with buggy eyes and they cost a dollar a piece and he just can't afford and knows he can't take care of it so he knows the best thing for the alligator is to take it back to the pet store what because he can't provide for it what 
There are so many reasons you shouldn't have an alligator. But nobody says, like, this is crazy. You have an alligator in the house. This is a bad idea. He just keeps an alligator in the house. Anyway, so that just is a little tiny glimpse of the craziness of this story. And it is awful and sad. and, And yet you just love this kid for continually trying. Yeah, he just goes on and he goes on to write a book about amazing. his life, yeah, and that's so he he comes out of it, and and I I'm always amazed by the resiliency of kids in really really rough situations. Absolutely, because it's so easily and oftentimes goes the opposite direction. Yeah, so for I sure I applaud him. I gave it four stars. Sink by Joseph Earl Thomas. Awesome. A really good Gosh, one. Gosh, what a great bunch of books. Right? Yeah. We would love to hear from you. If you have recommendations for us to read, please mm-hmm. send them our way. If you've read these and want to tell us about it, we'd love to hear. If you want to tell us your last three books you read and ask us for a recommendation. Oh, please. We would love it. Oh, it would be so fun. So. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can email us at thisisyourbookclubpodcast at gmail.com. Please rate and subscribe and share with your friends. Thank you to Amphibious Zoo for our music. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And And this this is is your book club. club.